Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. All right, Julia, what animal are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the aardvark. Or also known as, we've learned some fun nicknames for it. What was the main funny nickname? The ant bear. I, did you see why it's called the ant bear? No. Is it because it like remotely resembles... Maybe. I, I, I understand, like, the ant part, yeah, yeah. But, like, understanding why it's called ant bear, no. Not really sure about that one. So we'll get into other names. So ant or aardvark, where that comes from, is the South Africa Afrikaans language, and it directly translates to earth pig. And if you looked at pictures of this, you can understand it very much looks pig-like. Like, yes. the snout is very pig-like. It, it almost looks like an amalgamation of a ton of different other animals. Yeah, because it's like, they talked about it has ears, like rabbit ears. They're tall and slender, and then it almost looks like it has, like, the body of an armadillo, but it's not a shell. It's, like, soft, and then its tail is super long. It's it's really weird. Yeah, that's I saw one thing that said its tail is almost kangaroo-like, where yeah. it's very muscly, very dense tail. Um, a lot of people, th- and we'll, we'll get into this further, but this is just quick. A lot of people think they're related to anteaters. They're not at all, not, like, not even close. So, like, they're just a weird amalgamation of a bunch of different creatures. Julia, you want to talk about just a quick... Um, like physical description, size, whatnot. Yeah, so typically they can grow. Their body length can reach three to four feet long, but then they can reach seven feet long if you add in their tail. So three, four feet long, you know, they're basically the size of a dog because they can weigh between somewhere between 80 and 150 pounds, mm-hmm. which when you look at them, you wouldn't think that they're that big, but they are big animals. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty beefy. They're not like... Small thing, because most most of the time, so they are, like we said, uh, or we said they look like anteaters. Well, another reason people think they're like anteaters is because they are insectivores. And I actually learned another new word this week, myrmecophagus, or myrmecophagus, which means a creature that only eats ants and termites. Oh, wow. You're a myrmecophagus. So they're insectivores, technically, that's the, but they're also myrmecophaguses, they mainly eat ants and termites. And for a creature that only eats insects, it's big. Yeah. Surprisingly. For only eating insects, that's really it. And then where they can be found, so they live in Africa, they're sub-Saharan, or they're South Saharan, um, but they're found in a lot of different places just south of the Sahara, all over Africa. They're, I'm pretty sure looking at a map of their range, it's literally from the, what's the tip called? Uh or am I thinking of the horn? I'm thinking of the horn. Never mind. <laughs> Forget that. Scratch that. But yeah, literally the bottom of Africa to like the Sahara Desert is their range of where they live. So we already talked about how they are strict ants and termite diet. Well, it's kind of fascinating how they hunt is they're nocturnal creatures. So they sleep during the day, save up the energy, go out and hunt and do whatever they need to at night. And the way that they eat is they'll find ant and termite mouths 
and literally just take their claws and rip them apart and basically just go in and mm-hmm. they have a very long tongue, about a foot long yeah, tongue that I can stick that. out. Um, it has super sticky saliva, so they literally just rip this mound apart, go in, eat what they can. And I did see their claws on their front paws. The way they describe their nails is the nails are almost shovel-like. Yeah. They are perfectly made for digging. Another interesting thing I saw about possible feeding behaviors is they will just randomly like stick their snout to the ground and just kind of sit and wait there. And one idea is that they're doing like almost like a tremor sense. Yeah. So feeling for the vibrations of bugs underneath. Or smelling them. Apparently, they have a very strong sense of smell. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. And then once they find something, they can just dig like crazy. So like Julia said, they are nocturnal. Um, so they're in Africa. It's very hot. So you don't want to be caught out in the sun a lot. So they're burrowers. If they're, if they're When they're not above ground, they burrow. They make, lot, they make meters upon meters of tunnels. Yeah, they can they, dig really fast. Too. And uh, it's similar to um, like meerkats where there's multiple entrances, multiple exits. It's just this huge like connection of tunnels. Which is actually really good for um, the environment, or not, I won't say the environment, for like the biosphere because when a aardvark abandons its tunnels, other animals come in and move in. Yeah. So it's really good. It provides other animals shelter. And you see this with a bunch of different animals where they'll take advantage of other animals' dens or uh, nests once they've been vacated. So that's honestly a really super helpful um, trait to give to the environment. And then when they do go hunting, I saw that uh, – so they do have a lot of predators. Um, and it's mainly the predators you would think of when you think Africa. Um, you got your typical lions, humans, leopards, hyenas, python, and bigger meat-eating creatures. That's what they go after. So when the aardvarks go to leave their burrow to hunt, I saw they'll, they'll stand at the entrance of their burrow and just wait there and just sit there for a few minutes – and then they'll sort of like jump out yeah. and they'll be really loud about it. They like jump out and wait and they'll do another jump and then wait just to see if anybody comes. And if nobody comes, they're like, okay, well, I'm good then. And yeah. then walk off. Yeah. I saw that when they, when they first come out, they, they'll sit there for like 10 or 20 minutes, just sitting, like listening and smelling things. And then, like you said, they just take a big leap just because why not? Yeah. It's, it's just try to attract something. If nothing, if I make this really loud jump and no one comes to eat me, I'm pretty sure I'm good. Yeah. And they, like Julia said, they have really good hearing. They use that when they're hunting as well. Most of the time, most creatures don't get the jump on them because they have really good hearing and really good sense of smell. And if a creature, if they know a predator is coming, they just dig. Yeah. They, they burrow and they hide themselves. And I, I was reading how if a creature is trying to get into their den, they will literally just dig deeper and destroy like the tunnels behind them. Yeah. And will like cave it in essentially. Yeah. So they're pretty smart about that, which is super fascinating. So... When they're actually eating their food, they, because like we said, they have a very long snout, like a pig, and when they're actually eating their food and when they're digging and whatnot, they can seal their nostrils tight so nothing gets in them. And on top of that, when they're also eating their skin, it's not, it's a very, uh, like furry skin. Like it's not like a hard skin or anything like that, but it's actually impenetrable to ant and termite bites. Yeah, it is thick. It's yeah. supposed to be a super thick hide, which you'll see with like a lot of other insectivores. Because mm-hmm. um, the one that comes off the top of my head is badgers. Yeah. So badgers eat a lot of insects and they have predators that are like snakes and whatnot. 
but they can't get their hide penetrated because it's grown to develop that just really thick skin to where nothing can bother you, which is really cool and a very cool trait to adapt to. And just other quick, I guess, physical descriptions. Um, their legs are not proportional, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. So their back legs are a lot bigger than their front legs. So it looks like they look kind of awkward walking. It's that like um, where they're like butts up in the air kind yeah. of sort of thing. Um, Almost like a skunk kind of, kind of yeah. crouch. And their head, their head, their head really is a very comical like look. Mm-hmm. It's almost like someone drew a cartoon and then made it reality. Because the snout is honestly very comically long. They got a long head, like Julia said earlier. They got ears like a rabbit. They just look, like I said, they look comical. Um, but yeah, they. Other than that, they are pretty normal at least what we've described so far. So when it comes to their reproduction. Um, they, when they actually have babies, they will only have one baby at a time, very rarely two, but they, you know, a male and a female only come together to breed, basically, basically. They are very solitary animals, and their gestation is seven to eight months, so, you know, they're mammals, so, you know, that's pretty typical. Mm. It's very close to other mammals, like we, Mm. nine months gestation period. Um, and then they actually become sexually active when they're two years old. Mm-hmm. And so their, their lifespan is somewhere between 18 to 23 on average. And so talking about becoming sexually active at two years old is very early. Yeah. And I saw, so like Julie said, it's about seven month gestation. Most females are having about a baby a year. Almost every what how, what would they call the rain season? I think is when they give birth. Is yeah. the time when they give birth. Yeah. Almost every rain season, they are giving birth to another baby, and when the babies do come out, they are tiny. I think it's always like two kilograms. Yeah, like they are tiny, tiny. Um, but they grow really fast. I think I saw by six months is usually when a baby is gone. Yeah, it's already gone and it's making its own burrow. It'll accompany mom on some hunts. Or on, yeah, I guess we'll call them hunts. Yeah. Digging up a termite mound. Then about six months, it's on its own and it's digging its own burrows. So talking about their population size, again, it's very unknown. Just because they're so spread out through all of Africa and because they're losing some land, deforestation, and because they're hunted, there's no general idea how much are there. They just don't think they're vulnerable to endangerment or extinction quite yet yeah that's the thing that i saw is that not sure about the exact number but they're pretty confident they're not endangered just because they're so widespread across africa that we're pretty sure they're good i mean that being said though we got to be just aware because apparently a lot of african tribes still hunt the aardvark Mm -hmm. one for its meat obviously then i saw also the teeth are believed to prevent illness Mm -hmm. so they use the body for charms and we see that with a lot of um cultures tribes will like believe in this sort of we like we talked about i think with the thresher shark last week i brought up how like the rhino and elephants with like their tusks and horns people think that the ivory can like give you longevity um or i've even seen like male supplement enhancement sort of thing yeah so like it's we're it's doing all right the aardvark is doing all right but there are things that humans are doing that can make it worse yeah that being said though i did see how a lot of Farmers will appreciate an aardvark family nearby because of aardvarks taking care of stuff like ants and termites. Yeah, for their crops and stuff like that. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because, like I said, they're insectivores. It's not like they're going after the crops. Mm-hmm. They're just going after termites and ants. That's all they want to do. So talking about just some extra fun facts about them real quick. Talking about we know they eat the ants and termites. 
they can eat up to 50,000 insects in a single night. What you think about that, that is, I mean, it's not your average, you know, ant by your driveway mm. mound. It's, it's a lot. And they also swallow the food whole because they have a special muscle that actually digests them. And they rarely drink water because they get most of their water just from eating the bugs themselves. Yeah, they will literally walk during a night of hunting. They will walk from mound to mound, just destroying it, eating everything they can, moving on. That is how their hunting goes. Um, and then another little fun fact is on their front feet, they only have four toes. And on their back feet, they have five toes. But the front feet are the ones they use for digging, not yeah. the back feet. Yeah. Um, and then the last little fun fact I have is that we know they're great diggers, but they are also excellent swimmers. They have been seen swimming up very, very strong currents before. That doesn't shock me thinking about digging creatures. Think about how powerful their legs are. Yeah. They are probably very good swimmers. And like we talked about earlier, they have very dense muscular tail. Most animals have a dense muscular tail. That's when it comes to swimming, that helps so much because yeah. they use that like a paddle. Like a, yeah, like a propeller basically. Just, yeah, just a very thick propeller. So that doesn't shock me that they're really good swimmers. Uh, one last thing I wanted to hit on, and I kind of touched on it earlier. Mm-hmm. So aardvarks look a lot like anteaters. They act a lot like anteaters. Like I said, they are not in, related to anteaters at all. Not even remotely. The closest relatives of aardvarks, they're actually the only species in the family that they're in. I think the family is, let me see if I can pronounce this. Auric Teropodidae, I think. That's how it's spelled. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. They're the only species in that family. Their closest relatives are elephants, yep. hyraxes, dugongs, and manatees. Yeah. Those are the closest related animals to the aardvark. Which again, crazy. Like we talk, I think we talked about this with Desert Shark. Like the fact that like evolution, this is the path that was chosen chosen. I'm sure there probably might have been other aardvarks alive at some point, yeah. maybe. Um, but right now, aardvark, like, that's it. There's no one else in its family, and those are its closest relatives, which is hilarious. I also learned it is the only living member of the order uh, tubulu, tubula dentata, which means tube teeth. Oh. Because the way their, uh, their molars are formed, yeah. they're made of, like, these, like, tubes, and they have no incisors they have no canines and incisors it's literally just just munch on ant and then done yeah that is all that is going for them thanks for tuning in again this week don't forget to follow us on cttc podcast where you can reach out to us with ideas suggestions tips whatever they may be and if you're using a platform that can do reviews leave us a review we'd love to hear any feedback from you guys next week's episode will be on the african crowned eagle and we can't wait to share those facts with you I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.